0: Well, well, how do you do? Are you there, by the way? Yes, well, yes, I am. <laughs> okay. It took a while to kind Cause, of because you missed my load uh, up. well, how do you do? Introduction to you. <laughs> well, do, you do? I, I felt it was. Ah. I felt it fell. It fell. It felt so flat that you must have not heard it because that was a great that was a great intro. <laughs> how, how? Yeah, we can splice add it in to the to the beginning of the show. Well, how do you do? And welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. Maybe we'll just roll right into it right now. Why not? In the spirit of Reverend Ike, let's just right. go with the flow and let the Holy Spirit move us. All right. So here we're going to do something new. We are talking today about Reverend Ike on the Cosmic Eye Show. I am your host, Jason Napolitano, and I have Mr. Chris Sheridan online. I always like to call you Mr. Chris Sheridan, probably, probably because you have long hair and no. most people probably never called you Mr. when you were young since you are a rock and roll dude. So I, now I'm sharing that elder Mr. That elder with you, Mr. Chris Sheridan. Do you like that or do you not like that? Because no. I don't have Thank to do you. that, and I've been doing it for 58 or 59 episodes now. Are we, are we good with that, Mr. Chris Sheridan? Why well, why change why, at this point? I, like, I'm good. Yeah. That's fact, that's Mr. Mr. Chris Sheridan to hates you. It, yeah. But we've established something. Well, let's leave it alone. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're talking yeah. today uh about Reverend Ike. Reverend Ike. You may or may not know who Reverend Ike is, but by the end of the show you will. Um we are both very excited about Reverend Ike. He is a, he is a uh, a preacher who has passed away. He's a new thought preacher. An African-American gentleman has the interesting name of Dr. Frederick Ikerinkocher, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, which I'm sure I'm not. That's a Dutch name. Uh, Better known as Reverend Ike. Uh, We're looking at his book, Reverend Ike's Secrets for Health, Joy, and Prosperity for You, a Science of Living Study Guide. And it is an excellent book, an excellent book, and I cannot recommend it enough. Please check it out. You can also check out his work on Rev Ike Legacy on YouTube. Uh, The people that are running that, I'm not exactly sure who is running that. I wish they would contact uh, us and let us know so we could give a shout out to them. But they're doing a fantastic job. It seems like they're connected to his church. Uh, He passed away in 19, excuse me, 2009 at age 74 in L.A., actually. He's famous for starting a church in Harlem, a prosperity church. A highly uh, controversial preacher at the time, one of the very First, certainly African-American preachers uh, who preached prosperity and new thought to the community there. Um, and people thought in a sense like he was giving people false hope and stuff at the time. So there was a lot of controversy that that uh, kind of raged around him. At one point, I think he owned something like 23 Rolls Royces and he made no no secret of it. He, in fact, said, look, this is what I'm doing. I'm teaching you how to do this. And if I were poor, then my stuff wouldn't work. And and his, one of his favorite saying is, of course, repeat along with me, Chris, you can't lose with the stuff I, you can't can't lose lose. with the stuff I use with the stuff I use. So, you know, he uh, was showing people that in fact, you know, the stuff that he did use, which was the mind science and the new thought work, uh, turning your thoughts into things and, you know, creating a prosperous life for yourself with your own thinking did in fact work and he demonstrated in his own life. So, you know, for that, he was criticized and he had, uh, you know he had nothing but love for his haters, and he did definitely put stuff out there and say like uh, you know look I, I I am a controversial figure, but look, I'm not trying to hide what I do, and I'm, I'm out in the open with it, and this is how it is. I do a great job and, my, and he said, my my parishioners love to spoil me." he used to say in his uh, in his sermons, which is fantastic. so we're talking about him today we're talking about him today. I think uh, we talked about before the show that we're going to kind of just share the uh, a portion of the forward because it kind of gets to the heart of who he is and contextualizes Reverend Ike for you if you're not familiar. Oh, actually, before that, no, I'm going to do something we've never done in here before. We're coming into the 21st age of the 21st century. 21st age, what is that? Age, I guess we're age, we're age 21. We're all uh, of a sudden the age the of age, the age immediately of following the. We're suddenly able to drink apparently around here. The 21st century, okay? And we're going to add a sound bite. So I'm going to play some Reverend Ike uh for you and so if you've never heard him you can get a little taste of reverend ike and then we're gonna uh we're gonna jump into his forward so let me go ahead and do that right now
1: if you want to experience the very best of life you must believe that you deserve the best too many religious people are taught to believe that they don't deserve anything. And some religious people even pray that prayer. Oh, Lord, I know I'm not worthy. I'm going to ask for some confessions on national television. How many of you have ever prayed a prayer like that? Lord, I know I'm not worthy.
0: Come on. All right. That is a little flavor of the good Reverend Ike. So... Uh, great stuff. I, I highly recommend, as I said, uh, his stuff. And uh, you can check out Rev Ike Legacy Channel for all of those videos. At any rate, that's a little flavor of, uh, of Rev Ike and his preaching style. Uh, it just gets better. So I, I highly recommend you check out Rev Ike Legacy Channel and uh, listen to some of his stuff. And we're going to share you a little bit of, the, of his stuff as well uh, through his book today, Health, Joy, and Prosperity for You. The Science of Living Study Guide, which is available on Amazon and is an excellent book. So it's a 52-week guide. We're going to look at the first week. It's designed to be a study guide, basically, that you follow week by week. And uh, it's really practical. They're nice, short little uh, little lessons. We've been doing a lot of that lately with the Emmett Fox stuff and these kind of shorter lesson type things. You really can only get to so much. Um,
1: you can cover a lot of ground if you're not getting too deep. But if you really want to get into something, you really have to just... Get one idea and one central exactly. premise. Exactly. Uh, and then look yeah. at it for. So, and this, uh, I love these, these short, uh, and that's all yeah, that we true. have time for now. Like one little piece. Is of... a little. A and little yet, bit. you know, I think. And it's the idea, too, and, uh, to have a weekly mm-hmm. uh, pattern that you, you might look at the same simple concept yeah. or single concept yeah. seven days. You know, looking at it again, looking at it instead of getting a new one every day, it's like, why don't you stick get, with it and get it down <laughs> a week
0: and then move and, on and yeah, and yeah, see how it unfolds? I think there's, and, a, there's a there's a wisdom yeah, in that, absolutely. There's something to know, and, and depending on uh, kind of how things unfold, we may end up doing that with this book itself. I mean, we'll see what how what the kind of feedback we get from this uh this episode, and and uh maybe we'll maybe we'll actually run through and do like we're doing we're doing an, an Emmett Fox show every Friday now. Uh, where we're kind of doing a similar thing or a page and a half out of, out of uh, one of his books. And, um, you know, we're breaking that down and we're, you know, it's kind of like a weekly study. So look for that. That's going to be available uh, every Friday now. So it's a shorter show we're doing. We're going to try to keep it under 30 minutes, you know, keep them around 20 minutes. So it's a little more kind of bite-sized chunk that you can listen to uh, at the end of the week or, you know, whenever you want to. Uh, to kind of get a little, you know, a little burst of uh, positive new thought into your life, uh, and Emmett Fox was great at that as well. Reverend Ike is is another is another one of these new thought teachers who, who shares those really kind of punchy, powerful, uh, sort of really easily digestible but very profound ideas. Uh, so exciting stuff. All right, so I'm gonna start in the foreword which is on page five and we're, we're going to kind of go back and forth and maybe read through a little of this and see if we can get a little flavor of where a reverend ike comes from and so on uh so reverend ike and his ministry have gone from success to success from glory to glory as they do reverend ike enriches the lives of all those who come into contact with his teachings the bible says i have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly Saint john 10:10. 10, 10. those who continue to believe and support the good work that rev ike has done have found a positive way of life and are receiving more and more of the blessings of health, happiness, love, success, and prosperity. I want to read that second paragraph. Are you there by the way? Do you have the uh, page? Oh there? yeah. 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 Okay,
1: actually have
0: to cut out. No, no. Tech, no, no, no you know, I cut out, witches, but I meant, are you there so... on the, on the same page? Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I trust you're you. there. You're still actually there. I just didn't know if you were there, yeah. there. <laughs> Uh, so here, here and there,
1: here, here and there, uh, here, and, so, here and now, really what he's getting at in this second paragraph, Reverend Ike's science of living ministry became faithful supporters. Reverend Ike taught these people how to get turned on to life. He showed them how to be, to do, and to have the good that they deserve through the presence and power of God, infinite good within everyone. And more and more people joined his ministry and Reverend Ike became known as the man of God who teaches and this is in quotes and I love this one. Don't wait for the pie in the sky by and pie when you die. Get your pie now with ice cream on top.
0: I Which, love what you know, I love I think when it, he
1: says that it, it's it's hard for me not to try to imitate his voice, there's no way it's, I can so there's no reason yeah. for me to do it. Yeah, yeah he just yeah. he says it enough and i mean, even to pull that soundbite too. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's because he right. has such enthusiasm and energy, and you know, kind of you know that fire of a Southern Baptist traditional, yeah, you know, kind of delivery. Uh, but what he's talking about is depth psychology and mind science, and it's you know what the great new thought leaders of the twentieth century you know spoke about or wrote about, uh, but really lifted off the page and in a you know, very uh, you know, inspiring. But like he's like the Tony Robbins of the New Thought or something. You know, There's yeah, for sure. Motivation with the language well, and, and what he's really getting out is is you know he, the
0: power of your own subconscious mind. Exactly, and you know it's 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 remarkable because he does come from a, a Southern Baptist background, a very conservative Southern Baptist background, and he was originally preaching like that. So, and you know, it's hard to find any information about how he transitioned into this more controversial phase of his preaching, which people are more familiar with uh, because that, you know, that, at that time, you know, Chris, Chris and I talked about this a little bit before the show. Uh, he's preaching to the African-American community pri- primarily in Harlem. His church was called the uh, the palace church. And he bought this beautiful this beautiful church, it used to be a movie theater, and it was, I think, a Lowe's movie theater or something. It was, uh, it's like one of those movie palaces. I mean, it's got the, you know, gold, ornate, you know, sort of Baroque fixtures, and it was just, I mean, it was gorgeous, you know, with the dark, you know, dark, uh, you know, burgundies and, you know, the deep velvets and, you know, brocade fabrics all over, and everything just you know, ornate with gold and statues and so on. And, uh, it was uh, you know it was it's on uh, Broadway in 187th I think in Harlem let me look here that's not important it's it's it, it's it's on the edge of Harlem on Broadway um, and you know at the time so is you know his parishioners were primarily you know poor poor folks in the area right so you know people were criticizing him because he was teaching them prosperity and a lot of people were trying to say well you know what 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 businesses are yours or why should you be teaching people that are poor to want more? And aren't you just creating, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of uh, sort of false hope in people and all of this, this kind of thing. And, you know, you got to remember, this is a time where, you know, we're coming out of, you know, just coming out of civil rights, it's the early and mid and late seventies. And, you know, there's a lot of social unrest and people are still fighting for their rights. You know, You know, down south, it was still semi segregated, even though, uh, you know, Civil Rights Act had passed and so on. There was still a lot of a lot of lingering racism and so on. So, you know, to have a message really which transcended uh, the black community, first of all, because he, he really embraced everyone and embraced all religions well before that was being done in the mainstream. You know, you, people like Michael Beckwith now and stuff with the Agape Church. I mean, it's it's you know, mainstream stuff now. Joel Joel Osteen speaks the same kind of language anymore in a lot of ways. And, you know, a lot of the preachers do. But this is 1978. People were still pretty conservative then. The New Age was considered weird. It was tarot cards and hippies and astrology and the Manson family. And you know what I mean? This is still still a time in America that's pretty darn conservative, right? Right. And... You know,
1: I I don't know either where he made his transition from. And I I like the people that do that, though, that set out a particular way or on a particular path that maybe is a little more mainstream, a little more study. You know, even Emmett Fox, we talked about him. He went to a Jesuit school in London um, before he. Got on board with some of the mind science things. Well, uh, the Jesuits—that's
0: not kind of altered his his message. The Jesuits—I went to a—they're all a bunch of heretics, and I say that with love in my heart. I went to a a Jesuit school, so there you go. (laughs) Okay. Um, but let me let me do this. Real quick. I don't mean to cut you off, all but right. let me read this paragraph really quick and then we'll just kind of clean out. We'll kind of finish off this forward. Uh, Reverend Ike became spiritual advisor to millions of people of all races and religions and even those with no religion. He taught them that the presence of God in you is your unlimited resource of good. Reverend Ike attracted people from all walks of life, ordinary people, the rich, the poor, the famous movie stars, political figures, sports champions, even priests and rabbis. People who hear Reverend Ike's message really get turned on to life. You read re- turned on to life because that was the thing you say. Oh, I'm going to get you people turned on to life all the time. So, when, you know, and that's why he's saying it's such a it's such a positive character. Yeah. Help, but get sort You're of infected me. with the enthusiasm yeah. in the wings. Right. Oh, my goodness. Are you there? Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are we are struggling with this with this Reverend Ike show. Uh, Apparently the, the windy, the windy gods that are outside are, are are blowing and and causing interference with, uh, with our connections, but we're persevering in the spirit of Reverend Ike. We'll push through and we're going to make this happen. And I'm going to speak, I'm going to speak a word over this, over this, uh, podcast right now. I'm going to speak a word of faith that we're going to make it through this connection to the end of the show with clear, with a clear connection and a good recording. May it be done awesome. to us as we believe. All right. The I I, th- I, th- I thank the God in me, <laughs> as Reverend Ike would say. All right. So we're going to start on chapter one. Uh, we're going to look at you are what you feed your mind. So we're just going to go through, through some of this, the points of this chapter, some of the highlights of it, and then maybe some of the things that pop up in our minds uh, about the, uh, the different sermons that we've listened to. I've been listening to Reverend Ike steadily for about, three weeks, uh, about probably four hours a day, at least. So I've got a lot of Reverend Ike in my head right now. So stuff will probably pop out. Uh, all right. So it starts out, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, St. Matthew four, four, you are what you feed your mind, a science of living principle. You will never get any further in life than the ideas in your mind. It is important to feed your mind only right ideas. Only right ideas, and that is basically, you know, that's he called his system a science of living or science of living. Um, that is a new thought principle right there. That pretty much, in a nutshell, as we talked about on the previous Emmett Fox shows and any of our other new thought uh, shows, that's the basic idea behind behind the science of mind, behind new thought, positive thinking, the secret, you know, law of attraction, et cetera, is that you have got to use conscious control of your mind. And build the things that you want with feeling and emotional content in order to achieve the things that you want in life. Uh, you are what you feed your mind. Science of living principle. You'll never get any further in life than the ideas in your mind. Is it important to feed your mind only right ideas? Do you want to kind of do an overview of this, as you recall it, the uh, the story that he tells of the hot dog vendor, because it's kind of a fun uh, little example of this whole idea of you'll never get any further in life than the ideas in your mind. I'm not recalling that one. Okay. It's the very first, it's, it's the very first chapter you are, which feed your mind. I'll start it. It's basically a a story of a hot dog vendor who sold hot dogs on the side of the road and he had a thriving little business. It was booming. People came to eat his hot dogs, buy his hot dogs more and more. The man, uh, you know, was believing in his business and, you know, he recognized that people needed what he had, enjoyed, enjoyed his product. He kept growing. He was advertising, busy selling his hot dogs, making a ton of money. But unfortunately, he uh, and, and, and during all this time, let's say fortunately, fortunately for him during this time, he didn't have a lot of time to read uh, newspapers or listen to the radio because he was in a time of uh, a, re- a recession, which you might call a, a you know a down economic time. But he never heard anything about this, about this recession or this predicted recession that was supposed to be coming or the slowdown and all this. And, and, and he just kept selling his hot dogs and he had no problems. He went straight into the recession, continued to grow and so on. And then one day his son came home from school, basically, his well-educated son with degrees and his knowledge of Wall Street and economics and so on, told him that an economic recession was coming. And then his son told him that people wouldn't have enough money to buy the hot dogs and that everybody was tightening their belt and battening down the hatches and saving money because the recession was surely going to put everybody out of business and he needed to do all this. So sure enough, he took down his signs, he stopped advertising, he's he, you know, cut, cut expenses, cut his advertising, did everything he could to save money, quote, unquote. And sure enough, people stopped coming to him, They stopped buying his hot dogs and he went broke. And that's am quoting for me. And then he thought to himself, how smart my son is predicting this. How smart my son is predicting this. And then Reverend Ike puts in brackets, everything in life comes from the ideas in your mind. And that's a powerful little thing. It's like this guy would have went on and he would have prospered through the recession, most likely wouldn't have even thought about it. People are still buying hot dogs. It's a cheap item they need to eat. They liked his hot dogs. And, you know, but what did he do? He cut the advertising, he cut the marketing, you know, he he started to think poorly about business, started to say to himself that he couldn't possibly survive because of one idea from a well-educated son, a well-meaning son, I'm sure, who wanted to see his father survive, you know, and prosper into the future. But instead of doing that, you know, he gave him an idea. He planted a negative seed, which killed the business. And how often do we do that with our intellectual mind? And Reverend Ike oftentimes calls this the world mind. We heard him say that, the world mind. We have to overcome the world mind. I think that's a great, great talk. It's like, you know, that's the idea of being in the world, but not of this world. Well, yeah, yeah, but he's talking about that sort of negative, uh, that negative uh, message that oftentimes comes from the media or your friends or the people out there. They're telling you, you can't do this, you can't do that. Now's a bad time. Things are risky. You know, uh, you know, the government's this and business is that, and they're all a bunch of pirates and blah 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 and all this nonsense. Yeah. And we buy into it though. So, but it's always yeah. like that, exactly. And yeah. So who cares?
1: Point. So, so move on. Keep keep doing. Do you think? Well, yeah.
0: and I've heard plenty of. And stories. you can read old
1: texts. Oh yeah, from thousands of years ago, and it's about taxes, and it's about this and the government. You know, my kids don't listen to me, and listen. People,
0: people have been complaining.
1: People have been complaining (laughs)
0: about the same stuff forever. Business cycles, family issues, the government. This is not a new story. So, you know, the point of all this, though, is that. You know, you have, a, you have a huge amount of control over what you bring into your life by the thoughts that you think, by the, by the attitudes that you take, by the emotions that you carry in your heart. And that was one of the things that really got to me during the week. Um, I'm a thinking person, you know, that's one of my functions. I'm an intu- intuition and thinking type person. If you know anything about, you know, Jungian typology, my t- the two main functions of mine are, think- are intuition and thinking you know, so for me, I'm always up in my head and I'm really having to work on getting into, you know, feeling and sensation. And, uh, you know, I think if you don't know what that means, you can, you can check out our thing we did on individuation. Um, and I, we've talked about the union functions in a lot of our, so any of our union, uh, podcasts, the Robert Johnson ones or any of those will have information about that. Um, but, You know, so for me and for honestly, for most of us, I would say in this country, you know, we're up in our heads too much. And so one of the challenges with these affirmations, you and I talked about this forever back when we worked at PRS and when we, you know, when we were reading a lot of this mind science stuff back in the day, that sometimes these affirmations tend to fall on kind of rocky soil in a sense, because they don't, we don't give them the emotional content and the faith-oriented sort of belief that they need to grow we just sort of you know repeat them to ourselves in a dry intellectual way and you know that's fine you can beat at the door over and over and over again and maybe eventually it'll open up but it really you know the mysteries to life pop open when you know the key is inserted and that key is you know is is a clear picture plus emotional content and faith attached to that clear picture and reverend ike really draw drives that that point home in almost all of his lectures and he embodies it when he when he preaches doesn't he i mean he really is putting he does it's uh yeah he's not just reciting words no
1: he's it's like he's really trying to help somebody who's who's in trouble almost i mean there's you know it's funny, and you can you know listen along, and and uh, he's got all this great energy, and, and and he tries to be funny. I mean, he's he's definitely an entertaining. Oh yeah, speaker. he's very really funny. Yeah. Uh, but there, but behind it, you can sometimes sense like an urgency, like I'm trying to tell you people, like you got to hear me.
0: You yeah, know? Just yeah. Don't
1: look over there. This is where it is. You know. Come on. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> and I love that enthusiasm.
0: Oh, it's incredible. And and it's contagious. uh, And
1: that's the approach you need for this stuff. I mean, you have to be that enthusiastic. You know, there's a show I like called Shark Tank. And, uh, you know, they maybe or maybe not sponsor uh, up-and-coming entrepreneurs. you know, they have like a home business or, you know, personal invention or something. And, you know, time and again, the thing that they really uh, appreciate and gravitate towards in a, a home business person or a startup, uh, is that enthusiasm? Yeah. Job you know, Well, at five Oh one, when you punch the clock, are you thinking about your, <laughs> your business? Yeah, are you yeah. Talking about it on the way home? Are sure. you, you know, listening to, you know, your motivation tapes while you're cooking dinner? I mean, are you living and breathing it, um, as much as you can? And that's, you know, I think what you're talking about that, it yeah. you know, you're pointing out that. is you know, this has to be you know, as real as anything else. Well, I think uh, because it's hard enough anyway. Yeah. Gosh, to start up a business and do anything in life. It's, yeah. there's all kinds of obstacles and plus some of the stuff is just hard to begin with. They're, they're mm-hmm. difficult. It can be done, but it's difficult. Uh, so why add that extra component of negativity and naysaying, and, uh, and why not, you know, replace it with, yeah. you know, with a gear leader and a coach, come on, go get them boys.
0: You know, uh, no, for drill sure. sergeant yeah, or, exactly. Uh, you know, any combination something positive, keep, right? Keep that fire lit. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, how many times, especially on that show, or in, you know, any of these business oriented, you know, sort of reality shows or whatever, do you hear them say something like, look, if you don't believe in your business, how are you going to get somebody else to believe in it? And you can sense when somebody is really passionate, on board, focused and giving all they've got to something and when they're not. And that's why I think people why Reverend Ike, you know, resonates with people is because he wholeheartedly believed his message and believed in his message that he was sharing. And that's why he just really didn't have any time for anyone who criticized him for having, you know, money, Rolls Royces and fine clothing and, you know, a beautiful apartment and, you know, New York and all of this stuff. So. You know That's part of the thing, though. Part of his message is that, you know, I'm not taking away anything from anyone. I'm helping people to, you know, all be more prosperous. And, you know, this is a common idea today. But, you know, actually, honestly, a lot of these prosperity preachers even today get criticized as being unbiblical or, you know, not serious enough or just being focused on materialism. And that can happen. That can be true. And I mean, you if you just stop at the surface and look at, you know, and listen to Reverend Ikes talks about prosperity, you might get that idea. But I think much like Napoleon Hill and much like most of these new thought guys that talked about prosperity, even going back to the Rosicrucians, the Rosicrucians would write tractates about how to, you know, how to make money, how to earn gold and so on. The alchemists talked about turning lead into gold and that, you know, much of the attraction for these spiritual uh the spiritual societies and groups and ideas did come from the idea of prosperity. And then only when people were attracted in and realized, well, yes, I can do that, but that's only one aspect of this spiritual science or one aspect of this occult art or esoteric, you know, path. Did they, you know, did they, but they, they were initially led in with that desire, with that desire for material gain. And then they were won over to the more spiritual sides of it. And that's what Reverend Ike really does. I mean, in every message, even if he's talking about money, he will continually hearken back to the idea that, you know, that same presence that was within Christ, that Christ consciousness, that God, Father, which was in Jesus is also within you, you know, which is what Jesus was saying. The spiritual message of the God and, you know, the, the spirit is, is within yourself. You and it are are, are one, as they say, right? asmi, You know? I am, you know, I am that I am, I, you know, that I that I am the father one again, as Jesus said. So, you know, these ideas are, are you know, taken uh, are taken, taken to the to the next level in, in in his work. But but after you get the ideas across, right. And the thing is, he would say things like this. I really like too. you would say things like, you know. People criticize me because I talk about money so much, but then I tell I tell them back, it's a lot easier it's a lot easier to serve and love God when, when I'm, when I can eat and I'm not broke, you know, something along these lines, you know? So it's, I mean, it's very true. I mean, we do have our material needs. We're, you know, material beings in this, in this, you know, in this experience, you know, we're spiritual at, at our core, but we're having a material being experience. And so therefore, you know, in the society we live in, we do need money to live, you know, yes, we can focus on it too much sometimes, But again, this is why I say what the, the the delicate balance that I think Reverend Ike achieves is really remarkable. Uh, Would you
1: agree with that? It is. Yeah. You know, depending on which lectures you listen to and also with whatever ears you're listening with. Sure. um, Exactly. You'll hear different messages. Yeah. Uh, But there's a ton of stuff on YouTube and it's, it's really great just and they're all like 15 or 20 minutes. So they're nice short, uh, short bites. And, uh, Equal to the prosperity and riches and uh, everything coming to you, uh, message. There is a really, really strong spiritual message, and to me, it's not lost because I gravitate towards those things. So I kind of, you know, pick them out when I hear them. Yeah. Um, but this, the idea of being separate um, from the divine source, from the universe, from God, uh, which is what a lot of religions teach and preach, you know, that it's somewhere out there, uh, looking it's, down upon the, yeah. pond, the yeah. cloud being in the sky. Um, you know, he really underscores, even when he's talking, especially when he's talking about prosperity is that that abides deep within you. Uh, and that's where it is. That's where you need to make friends. That's where you need to center your prayer and attention. And that is not inconsistent at all with scriptures, with Hinduism, uh, with Buddhism, uh, with a lot of,
0: you know... It's not inconsistent with Christianity.
1: I mean... Well, if it, you it, read it that way, it, it's incredibly inconsistent with the way I, mean, I think with, he was uh, differentiating from... Certainly mainstream,
0: from mainstream dogmatic traditional,
1: Christianity. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, as a matter of fact, they're kind of bent on not making uh, that known to people or understood or believed because, you know, the, well, the funny central thing, power of any yeah, kind of church I, or I, organization. I has. That's just...
0: It's, yeah. No, for sure. But the interesting thing is, is that, you know, and I think this is one of the reasons probably why, you know, the, they, they sort of drag their feet on allowing people to read the Bible is that it's in the Bible it says those very things. You know, the kingdom of heaven is within it's in Luke and I and the father are one It's in, you know, John. It's it's all throughout the New Testament. Jesus is saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's right here. It's right now. It's within you. You know, and, and I and the Father, when the Father is in me, and I and you, and you and me, and you know the, yes. these kinds of ideas that it's 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 in all of us. So you know, it's it's built into the New Testament. It's just not emphasized, right? It's not emphasized. And he chooses, to emphasize, he chooses that. to emphasize that, and so do the Gnostics, and so do you know most of the New Thought preachers and the metaphysical Christians and the mystical Christians, Meister Eckhart, and so on. You know, this is not a new thing. This goes back to the 12th century, 11th century, you know, 2nd century, 3rd century. This is is old stuff. It goes way back before the Council of Nicaea. you know, which, you know, kind of made doctrinal Christianity. And, you know, then they began to canonize the books and so on. And some things got left out. And, you know, that's when a lot of the Gnostic uh, Gospels and books, so-called Gnostic uh, type books became uh, heretical. They began to burn them et cetera, et cetera. And this, you know, these ideas were in early Christianity and they were much more prominent. I mean, if you look at early Christianity, it's probably much more communal, much more of a mystery religion, uh, much more mystical than, you know, than what we see in many of the mainstream churches today. I think most of us and are, add, are aware uh, of that,
1: mystical but, um, generally means that it's your personal experience with the divine, the divine. nature or the divine self. As opposed to or contrasted with, um, it's your knowledge of or your belief in or your subservience to um, you know, a dogma or a text uh, or some thing that you don't have a relationship with or yeah, you can for pray sure. for or hope for. Uh, mystic is essentially if you're, you know, you have to be doing it,
0: <laughs> not yep. just
1: thinking about it, not just believing in it, not just praising it, well, it um, but is, you yeah. got to be working it.
0: And the end goal is to find the God within yourself, in, in essence in most mystical traditions. It's to, to discover that, that God within. it's not that it means that God is only within yourself. it means that you realize that you and the Father are one. There is a divine source within yourself, and there is something that we might call external, even though actually the, you know the division between internal and external is arbitrary when you start looking at it philosophically. The point is is that you are part of that great unified field and source mm-hmm. and, you and the are... signal
1: if you want to use a signal analogy is stronger when you look within yes the divine is everywhere in the universe from a mystical standpoint and it, you should be able to see it out there everywhere in the furthest reaches um but where you make the call yeah <laughs> where you uh where your wi-fi is strong we get more bars uh, is
0: is with the one inside and that's essentially you know the pathway nice analogy in. nice analogy yes. I dig it all right so back to the book let's uh let's get a little thing here i'm on page 12 make right ideas your daily mental that was a read of this little section uh, and then we'll talk about it you have to feed your mind only good ideas you can pray for prosperity all you want but if you have the idea of poverty in your mind you'll never prosper you can pray for the healing of your body all you want but if you have the idea of sickness in your mind you'll never be healthy that's why i tell you not to listen When other people tell you bad things, don't let bad thoughts into your mind or they will happen in your life. That's why I advise people never to listen to the 11 o'clock news before they go to sleep. All that bad news will just creep into your mind. And before you know it, you're in a real fix. Remember thoughts are powerful. Thoughts are powerful food for your mind. That's why good thoughts think only positive thoughts. And then he has a little sidebar feed your mind, healthy ideas or the world will give you negative ideas, which will manifest in your life. We talk about that all the time, and it's not like the world is out to get us. You know, it's not like the media is trying to, you know, make our lives bad or something. It just happens to be that a lot of the material that we see on television listen to on the radios, check out on the Internet, you know, check out on our phones, whatever happens to be of the sort that's somewhat, you know, negative and pessimistic and, you know, quote unquote, kind of um, realistic you know, for some reason, we think it's realistic to focus on all the negative crap that happens during the day, except for the fact, and this is where I find it kind of odd, that 99% of what's going on all the time is actually good, or at least just kind of neutral. You know what I mean? At the very least. And we don't focus on any of that because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't sell newspapers and it doesn't get eyeballs on the internet and it doesn't get listens on a phone or on, on a podcast, right? I mean, people are interested oftentimes in the more morbid negative sort of juicier, dramatic kind of stuff. I get it. I mean, that's drama, right? It's drama. But if you feed your mind that kind of stuff all the time, you're going to find that you're depressed, that you're anxious. You get a feeling of, you know, why even try? What's the difference? The world's such a mess and global warming and the president's doing this and the government's doing that. And it all just becomes this thing that disempowers you from thinking you can do anything about it. And you got to start with your own mind first, start with your own life, start with your own family, start with your own community and kind of branch out, you know, but the, you know, change begins within and then it radiates outward. So, you know, yes, if you want to get involved with politics, great, do it, jump in, you know, but if you're not going to be involved with it, don't, you know, don't mess about and watch all these things and make yourself crazy trying to you know, trying to keep up with what's going on in the, you know, in politics. I, I I can, I can summarize it for you. A bunch of dirty tricks are going on and a bunch of propaganda is being served to you at all times. There you go. There's your, there's your <laughs> new, there's your news for the day. Okay. And I'm not trying to be cynical when I say that it's just the way p- politics is played. Just, we have to grow up in this country and stop pretending that we're innocent. Like people yeah. are are feeding us all these things and they're, they're, they're pulling the wool over us. No, you're, you're pulling the wool over your eyes. You're, you're, you know a politician isn't, doesn't have your best interest at heart and you know a politician is no role model for spiritual or ethical behavior. What are you, and if you think that, you're fooling yourself. Wake up. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Well, you're diverting the responsibility, if, and the responsibility from where it actually belongs. Yeah. And that's
1: usually somewhere in the bathroom right above the sink. Yeah, that's terrible. staring you square in the eyes. You'll find that person that, that you <laughs> really need looking, to work with right about there. Yeah, with
0: <laughs> with puffy eyes because they drank too much last night. That's the dude or lady in the mirror that you need to really think about. Them, as Michael Jackson said, the man in the mirror. That's the one you got to change. So you know, and that's what Reverend Ike was all about. You know, that's another thing. I mean, is you know, kind of going more into this uh, this chapter. I mean, we'll kind of kind of wrap it up. Well, I'm going to go towards the end of it. But he has a. Uh, so this thing's broken down into little sections. And this is why this book is so cool. Cause it starts out with a little kind of a lesson and a story. And then he's got his, his, uh, his Bible quotes. And then he goes into some, some, some ideas about that and kind of breaks it down. And then he's got a things to think on section after it, after that. And then he has quotes to remember affirmative treatments and review questions to go over it. So it's really a nice little lesson. And honestly, you know, I would love to have a, a little Reverend Ike study group. And I, I you know, I'm, I'm, Probably going to be moving back to L.A. soon. And I'm I'm very excited about this. So one of these days, maybe Chris and I can start one of these things where we've got some some actual physical spaces where we're doing these study groups. But I think uh, doing something online or whatever, we're going to talk more about this. But these study groups, you know, are really fantastic ways to get together and really learn this material, really embody it and soul it, as we like to say that Mr. Manley Hall taught us, Um, you know, and, and make it make it yours, because just wrote kind of. Repetition of some of these affirmations sometimes it falls short. So you got to like you need some you need some fellowship. You need some emotional content to the work. You need some faith. Sometimes you need some group work, etc. Right? So I, I you know I, I I'm I think that'd be a pretty pretty cool thing, don't you? I do and.
1: Yeah, specifically this book is very well it broken is. down and it's almost designed for that. So it's actually it is specifically already Specifically
0: designed for that. It's 52 yeah, it's idea? 52 chapters designed yeah. one one per week for the year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the study group for and this is the study and This guide, is the study guide, so, guide, so there yeah. you go. Well, it's very deliberate and uh, and and it works. And um, you know, we're talking about this, you know, prosperity Uh, mentality or, you know, the, you know, evangelists, uh, you know, for riches and and things we have to, and we've always had that. Um, I think what, what, and the same thing with actually what, what a definition of prosperity is. Um, I think, I think each one of us really needs to come clean with ourselves and really ask and find out and maybe change what it is we feel about prosperity and riches and whether or not that's spiritually (laughs) kosher, so to speak, to, uh, to ask for that. And in what are the limits, you know, where's the line crossed and things. I think, again, you're talking about the news feeding, you know, it, clickbait headlines and things like that sure. it's just the you know it's the language it's of the, the nature the of the beast short.
0: it is yeah
1: yeah I and mean, i'm not going to try to try to fight that
0: it's fine uh, it is but what it part is. part of
1: that is that no. it, it really only brings out extremes exactly so yes if one televangelist you know n- you know needs a new gulf stream jet to get from you know one church to another or something on sunday evening i don't know um and that's that's fine, I guess, but it's easy to laugh at or some of these people go to jail for fraud. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, you can't paint the whole picture with the same brush. No. And just like with prosperity and riches. Are you Bernie Madoff? Um, are you, you know, swindling uh, pensions? Yeah. Uh, like these exactly. you know, crooked politicians. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like that. That's not the only way to riches. Uh, no. That's not the only way to... Uh, but so and anybody else in between, um, you're kind of stuck with these images of that. And that, yeah, uh, and I think there was a, a couple studies done where they, they figured that right now, 2020, um, it's about hundred dollars a year, uh maybe a little little Let's less. That again. Uh, depending we'll on what you're doing, a little that um that as far as a bait an income uh where you've reached the point that Lack of money isn't really holding you back okay. anymore, <laughs> and then the rest of it's you're being able to do. In life and how anyway. much?
0: How much was that number? Because you cut out when I think when,
1: when oh, it was between one hundred twenty-five and one hundred fifty thousand. I think depending on where you live.
0: Yeah, I would uh, say depending, but depending on know, where you live is the is the key to that. Because in the middle of Manhattan and Los Angeles, you're you're barely. There would class. be extremes that would exceed that. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, no, exactly. But you'd be in a studio.
1: It's it's not that you'd have a you know a ranch or, you know, a life of luxury. This is to where your, your bills are paid, you your sure, car sure. payments. Yeah, no, you're absolutely. not worried about paycheck to paycheck. About... Yeah, yeah, gotcha. you, you, know, you can save a little bit for retirement.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's not your second yacht that's going to make you happy,
1: you know, but this is, this is, this, this, you know, a comfortable survival. Let's call it that, you know, sure, where you really it... can't complain about money isn't your problem. If you're unhappy, it's Exactly.
0: <laughs> No, it's true, and I so think maybe all think that, in
1: terms of that, and that's not that's not a zillionaire, and that's not a billionaire. That's not you know, you swindling, know, it's, you know it's subjective. It's screwing not, anybody exactly. over. It's it's a uh, it's, it's a
0: it's a it's a it's a healthy income, exactly, or you know, economic level. Um, it's subjective. What you know, what what is a, you know a right amount of money or a right lifestyle for anyone? I mean, we can make some guidelines and. You know, maybe say to ourselves, OK, look, I, you know, I want to I want to live in a prosperous way, but I also don't want to take advantage of anyone. I want to live ethically and I you know, I don't want to live beyond my means or be wasteful, you know, things like that. I mean, keep some guidelines, you know, keep your moral principles, your moral yeah. compass intact in terms of uh, who you are. Don't sell yourself out and screw your buddy over to make an extra 10 grand or something, because, you know, in the end, look, it's going to it's going to come back to you. And you're not going to feel good about it. You know, it's like, and there's no reason to do it. And that's the point with with all of this stuff is that it's okay to to have prosperity. It's, you know, it's it, money is a sim- simply a tool. It's just like a hammer. It's it, We attach so much crap to it that it becomes such a thing to us, you know, that it's like it's this and people have money or that and they do these things and those things. Just it's a simple tool. If you think about it like a hammer, you'd have a lot less issues with it. Uh, you know, you can crack somebody over the head with a hammer, you can, you know, you can build a Habitat for Humanity house for a needy family, you know, or you can build a a, a store that sells, you know, eco sourced, you know, ponchos. I don't know. But the the point is, it's like, it doesn't, you know, that the, the hammer doesn't doesn't give a shit what you do with it. You know, it's, it's neutral. And that's money. Money is neutral. It's just a tool. Now, do people do bad things to get it? Oftentimes, yes, they do. Do you have to do that? No, you don't. And that's what this whole thing is about, is you've got to use your mind and create the situation you want, and it will be done to you. It'll be done unto you according to, as, as you believe. You know, and if you believe that you've got to be a bastard to, to get ahead, then you're going to do those things. If you believe that you can be a good person and help other people and be generous and make some money at the same time, you can make that happen. That's the reality of life. And that's where we create our own game and then we play that game. That's what they talk about in mind science. You're creating a board game for yourself and then you're playing that game. And the thing is the unconscious takes those ideas over and you begin playing the game and then you forget that you created the rules for the game. That's the thing that gets us stuck, right? Yeah, you know? it's it's not necessarily like the ideas or the
1: thoughts. It's it's the structure, it's the structure. behind the whole thing. Yes. It's the yes. complete paired, it's the way of thinking. It's not just the thoughts. No, it's the it, it's how you believe the universe operates exactly. Um, and, exactly and what and who you are as a human being um it's it 's really on that level uh, that yeah. it needs to be challenged or uh, you know woken up to or no for sure. realized
0: and that's that 's the thing is you 've got to get down and you 've got to and that 's why you 've got to have the emotional content, the visualization, the faith, the confidence in this in this work. And you've got to put the physical work and labor and, you know, trust into it and the daily grind type stuff into all these things. And then, all you know, and also the mental and spiritual side of it, it requires like a full court press, as they say, you know, in, in basketball. It's like, you know, everybody, you have, to, you have to be running on all cylinders. And a lot of the time, you know, we're just you know, we're half-assed kind of, kind of motivated, or we're, you know, we've got something we say to ourselves over and over again, that we only kind of half believe. And, you know, with weak results and small sparks, you're going to get small fires, you know? And so with big results and, you know, big sparks and a lot of kindling and a lot of firewood, you're going to get big bonfires, big blazing bonfires of, you know, passion uh, towards your projects and towards the things you want to change. And, You know, and that's the thing about this, this is not, you know, you can, you can mind science yourself into, you know, spiritual contact with your, you know, with your inner source, you can mind science yourself into, you know, building better connections with the community and being a more harmonious and peaceful person. It doesn't, you know, that's the thing about it. It it can be used for, for, for any of these spiritual purposes. Money is always used, I think, because it's an easy metaphor. You know, there's a circulation mm-hmm. of money. There's something valuable and prosperous, and people desire it. It's an easy, it's an easy you know go to. And also, you know, this country is very materialistic, so it makes a lot of sense to people. But if you ex- use money as a metaphor, and then you think, well, money is just energy, or money is just a tool, I can do. I can use this mental work, these affirmations, this science of living as Reverend I calls it to, to, to do any of these things in my life, to do my yoga better, to do my meditation better, to treat my children better, to be a better teacher. All of these things, you know, are in your, in your, in your wheelhouse as it were with this work. So, you know, that's what we want to, we want to emphasize here and not get caught up in the money, even though money's, money's great, you know, it's, you know, it's better to have, to have, a surplus of money and to have a savings and to have, uh, you know, adequate insurance and all this stuff and leave something behind for your kids or your family and, you know, leave a legacy. And, you know, you, you know, you're better equipped to navigate through, uh, life and you're, you're probably going to be a better and more, uh, constructive citizen if you're not, you know, scraping around, trying to worry about how you're going to pay for your insurance every month or how you're going to, you know, you're going to stop paying your car insurance because you can't afford it and drive around without insurance. And then you're going to, you know, not get your tabs. And then you're going to, you know, you're constantly putting yourself in precarious situations because you don't have any money to deal with these things. And then you've got no insurance and you wind up in the hospital and you're under $50,000 in debt. None of these things, they don't, you know, you know what I'm saying? We don't, we don't need to get to that spot and we can, we can stay out of that by keeping our thoughts on on prosperity, on, you know, abundance in, in, in a holistic sense, abundance of creativity, abundance of spiritual life, abundance of friendship, abundance of connection to family, abundance of money, abundance of happiness and joy, right? I mean, there, that's all abundance. And I think that's what he was trying to stress as well, even though, again, most of his lectures are on, on money and prosperity. But I think that that, especially in that community at that time, it was, you know, There was a lot of poor people. And, you know, one of his messages was, you know, the best, the best way to, to, you know, to help the problem of poverty is to not be a poor person. You don't be poor. And then, you know, you're going to help the problem of poverty in your own life and it's going to spread out and you're going to help your family. They're going to help other people. And it's, you know, a ripple effect. So start with yourself again. That's just what we were talking about. Start with yourself. There you go. So we're going to go to this affirmative treatment, which is on page 15. And we'll just kind of leave you with some of these affirmations. And these are some great affirmations. Actually, we'll, I'll do the, we'll do the quotes and then we'll do the affirmation. Maybe we'll go back and forth on that 15. Do you see that there? Uh, yeah, to go ahead and go ahead and knock them out. All right. I'll do, uh, I'll do the quotes to remember, and then we'll start the affirmative treatment. So uh, first of all, Descartes said, I think, therefore, I am. Kind of a little bit of dualism sometimes if you get into it philosophically. But I think uh, he's getting to the point of the power of thinking. Uh, Proverbs 23 7 as a man thinks so is he as a man thinks so is he I love that one that's that great James Allen book Uh, except he calls it's called as a man thinketh as a man thinketh Um, the ancestor of every action is a thought and that is from Mr. Ralph Waldo Emerson a great American sage and philosopher. All right, so now we're going to get into the affirmative treatments, and maybe we'll just go back and forth with these, and we'll leave a little pause so uh, people can repeat them back if they want to. So I'll just leave a little break, and then I'll let you take the next one. So I'll start with the first one. Right here, right now, I will begin to feed my mind only good thoughts. I won't waste my mind's time on idle thoughts. I will let only good thoughts into my mind because then only good thoughts will happen to me.
1: I will let only good words come out of my mouth because what I say
0: is what I get. I can decide what I want. I will decide what I want. I will get what I want. Thank, you, thank God, you, God in, in me. In me. <laughs> I wanted to do that because I love yes. the way he gets the audience involved. So, thank you, God in me. Yeah, well, you know, and he talks about that too. Is speaking the word?
1: It's you know, your body's vibrating. It feels funny to say some of these yeah. things out loud. Yeah. You can read them in your mind. Yeah, it's but, not the
0: same though. You know, they're
1: coming to life. They come a to life bit more. You know, they're yeah. I've, i air is actually moving. There's is a physicality
0: to a spoken word. There's a sound vibration. The vibration is powerful. A thought is fine. I mean, if you want, you know, if you want to be, you know, if you're at work or something, you don't want to be screaming out these affirmations, it's fine. But they're really, you know, if you're in your car, uh, you know, if you're at home where you feel comfortable saying these things, really saying these things out loud is huge. Honestly, it is. And, you know, the, the look, vi- vibratory power in the Bible spoke the universe into existence, you know, so. You know, it's the same in the Hindu traditions. It's the same, in, you know, in a lot of the African traditions. It's the same uh, in Taoism. There's vibration and, and sort of quality of sound and vibration and so on. that's involved in, in symbolism there. And look, there's a whole, you know, there's a whole history of, of, of the word, the word, the word, the vibratory word, the creating logos. the logos. Exactly. In all traditions all around the world. So speak it out, live it, own it, you know, that's the way you connect emotionally with this stuff. And even if you feel a little bit weird about it, I would say even more. So speak it out, you know, look, I I was always really hesitant to do these things out loud. And I used to be one of these people that was like really quiet and introverted and so on. And I'm a freaking loudmouth Now i just like, you know, (laughs) I am, you know, and, and, you know, I think that, uh, you know, it's taken me a long time to realize like, okay, yeah, this is, this is something that I need to kind of speak out. And I find too, like I just give them a quick personal thing. Like you know, I'm in my head all the time, you know, saying stuff, doing affirmations, doing work, doing visualizations, and so on. When I'm at my wits' end and I'm really like, man, something's breaking me down, and I'm like in the middle of some really dark place or you know, some really hairy kind of like difficult situation or whatever. I I pray out loud, and that's when I really notice that it's like things begin to happen. It's like I think. You know, I think God sees like, wow, okay, this guy's really serious and there's a lot of emotional content. And he needs some help. And this lady. Yeah. Well, and really, you'll hear it too. Yeah, God will he hear she, anyway. She, well, you know? I'm not trying that. to say God's hard of hearing. I'm just saying. I, but, I, no, but emotion. I'm saying we're hard of yeah, hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And if, if we can
1: hear our words, yeah. be, maybe, maybe we become more receptive yeah. and tuned
0: in to the kind of help and support that we need exactly exactly and i think that you know and you know call on the christ consciousness call on jesus call on krishna call on buddha whoever your you know personal sort of connection is uh, to the you know to that divine source um you know or you know call it universal spirit call it god in me whatever you want to say it's all the same we're all we're talking about the, the same thing you know we personalize it and we put we put faces on it and you know it's a mystery. Uh, but, but some, some images and some, some of these, yeah there's no word for it anyway. Right? So some it of these, some of these images and some of these holy figures though resonate with us more than others do. And so that's a way for us to connect to that energy. And I'm not, and I'm not saying those, those things aren't real I'm saying we're making it up. They're, they're, they're genuine archetypal and sacred and mystical beings, you know, but they're all part of that same divine source, just like we are. And so, you know, that's where, where, you know, you've got to use your own personal sort of, uh experiences uh to, to do so and if you don't have any of those personal experiences try some things out you know or, or just call on something like i said universal mind you know god in me the 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 higher spirit whatever you want to call it something like that if use the force use the force if you want sure i mean they've turned that into a yeah. religion i mean that ge- that's a genuine religion now Star well, it, it Wars. describes something it that's does very similar to you know ancient dao well, it's like religious Tao, traditions right? yeah the force and the Tao are very similar. In All one. Yeah, absolutely. Oneness, the, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think that's going to bring us to the end of our, uh, our, our spirited uh, Reverend Ike talk for today. <laughs> this is a fun one. I enjoyed it. And I think we might have to really think about doing this as a weekly study. Uh, so Reverend Ike's Secrets for Health, Joy, and Prosperity for You, a Science of Living Study Guide by Dr. Frederick Icarin Coter. Better known as Rev Ike. So if you want to look up Rev Ike Legacy on YouTube or just look up Rev Ike on Amazon, this book will come up. It's the only book that he actually wrote uh, that they published, and it's fantastic. So do check it out. Check those videos out as well. And thank you for joining us this week. Please check out our new show, our Emmett Fox Friday show that we're doing. And listen for any other little side shows we're going to do because we're really we're really pumping this thing up. And I'm excited about bringing you guys a lot of new stuff this year and, and going to different levels with this podcast. And we need your help to do that. How can you help, you ask? Well,
1: I have an answer
0: for you. Check us out at CosmicEye.org. Excuse me. Yes, you can check us out at CosmicEye.org, which you can actually go straight to... Uh, straight to anchor.fm slash Cosmic Eye, and you can make a donation through there, and that would be helpful. You can purchase my book, If You Can Worry, You Can Meditate, by Jason Napolitano, or you can purchase Chris's book, The Spirit in the Sky, by Chris Sheridan. And last but not least, please share us with your friends. Tell them and your family about us if you like what we're doing. And we're really genuinely trying to create a new type of a spiritual movement. We are looking at metaphysics, esoteric science, the occult, mystical traditions, and so on. And we're finding the things that we think are helpful. And we're sharing them with people so that we can create a better world to live in. We all know there's a lot of problems in this world. We talk about it. And we all know that we need to start with ourselves. These are I sharing on this show to help people help themselves and then help other people. That's the way things change. So please share us on social media and with your friends and so on. If you feel the spirit move you to do so. Uh, I'm at Jason at, at Jason Napolitano. That's a long one. Uh, J-A-S-O-N-N-A-P-O-L-I-T-A-N-O on Instagram. So please follow me there. You can go to at Cosmic Eye Center as well. And Chris is at Chris Sheridan 333, Correct. That the full, that's the full title right so check us out uh, there as far as i know as far as you know all right <laughs> yeah. so that is us and that is what we're doing so uh thank you again for joining us we wish you a great week thank you again chris for your insightful info and your beautiful yeah, ad- a great ad- topic to the and show. a very spirited
1: person uh, to uh to bring up and i you know it's just so great to just like you're talking about. It's so great to share this. it's like, the yeah, first, you know, first time I saw him I was like, Oh my God, you got to check this guy out. You know, well, you,
0: like- you told me about him and then I got this book. And then I have been talking nonstop about this guy for the last few months. I'm, 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 I'm blown away <laughs> by the guy. So thank you yeah. for sharing uh Reverend Ike with me. Sure. All right, yes. everybody have a great week. Thank you for joining us. Goodbye. And God bless.